Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is your boy, Logan. And this is my official Spider-Man Miles Morales review. So I finally got the game for Christmas, got to play it, and I can finally do a review for you guys, and I hope you all enjoy. And at the end of this video, I'm going to currently talk about, apparently, Captain Marvel's trending and people are apologizing um, about saying, you know, being too hard on the film because of the whole Wonder Woman thing, and I'm gonna give my little take on that, and no, it's not gonna be a rant or anything, um, because I, I, I do rants for entertainment purposes, okay, um, but no, we aren't gonna do a rant, it's just gonna be a serious convo, um, just a quick one, but so let's get into the main thing, the main reason we're all here. Spider-Man Miles Morales is one of the best Spider-Man games I've ever played, but considering the fact that there's only, like, two other Spider-Man games out there that are actually good, being Spider-Man 2's movie tie-in, or movie-based game, and Spider-Man 2018, yeah, it, it, it's not really hard to say that it's among the few, you know, better Spider-Man games. Um, I put this in front of Spider-Man, uh, 2, obviously, but it's not gonna beat the OG Spider-Man, uh, or the OG, the 2018 Spider-Man game, because, let me explain to you guys, okay, I like Miles, but Peter Parker will always be my favorite Spider-Man. Matter of fact, Miles is my third favorite Spider-Man because I love Miguel O'Hara a lot more, and obviously everybody here on the channel knows I'm a big sci-fi futuristic guy, so the fact that they have Spider-Man in the future is pretty fucking cool. Um, but Miles is a good character. Now, in this game, and, and like I said, and, I, and I've always preferred Miles' story to be this way, having Peter be a mentor to Miles and teaching him how to be Spider-Man, I always like, and I think makes his character a better character than just having Miles become Spider-Man when Spider-Man dies, like he did in the Ultimate comic. You know, his first origin, was origin story slash first appearance. Um, in my opinion... I didn't really like it because it made no sense. Like, who's going to teach Spider-Man? And granted, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s there and Spider-Woman's there. But, you know, I think Peter teaching Miles is a better idea. So, when they introduced that in the Spider-Verse and in some of the cartoons and, of course, now in the video game franchise, I think Miles being taught by the OG Spider-Man is just, it, it helps his character out, because not only does it make him, you know, be able to have the mantle passed to him, and have him have a figure to look up to, but at the same time, he can distinguish himself from being Peter Parker and his Spider-Man, and this story essentially is about that, it's about, it's even in the tagline, be yourself, it's about making Miles' Spider-Man different than Peter Parker's Spider-Man. And I have a lot of things I like about this game and a few things I don't. But I will talk to you about it regardless. So, first of all, let's talk about Miles' story arc in this game. It is an amazing arc, okay? So, in the beginning of the game, right, uh, they, Miles and Peter are having to essentially escort a convoy with the Rhino. The Rhino breaks loose, tears, you know through the city of New York in a mall, and of course, Peter gets really hurt, Miles releases his Venom powers for the first time, and takes down the Rhino, and then we get introduced to Simon Krieger, one of the antagonists of this game, and from there, we kind of just move forward, and Peter gives Miles a gift, says that he's going to be on vacation for like two weeks with Mary Jane, or a working vacation, and that... 
Miles, you know, he trusts him to protect the city. So throughout this game, Miles always keeps mentioning Spider-Man as if he is not Spider-Man. And Genki even tells him, he's like, but you are Spider-Man. Like, why do you keep mentioning him, you know, like, you're not Spider-Man. You are Spider-Man. But they are different Spider-Men. You see, first of all, uh, Miles' powers are a big distinction between him and Peter. Miles is not as strong as Peter. I believe I'm correct in saying that. I haven't read Miles' comics in a long time. But I believe Peter Parker is the stronger Spider-Man out of those two. And the thing is, though, Miles has more powers. Miles can be invisible and, of course, has his Venom power slash um, electricity, uh, you know, punches and whatnot that he can throw, and he can also electrocute things or power things up using that as well. So, he's a less gadgeted Spider-Man. You can tell this also in the menu when you go to upgrade the, the gadgets. You have, like, four gadgets. One made by the Prowler, which I believe, um, like, electrocutes people. It's like an electric mine, and then you have, um, a... Uh, hologram that can actually fight enemies for you, your normal web shooters. I forgot what the fuck the other one was, but... Anyways, point being is that Miles is not a tech Spider-Man like Peter is. Peter made the AI in his suit. Peter made the gadgets all on... Because in Spider-Man PS4, you had so many fucking gadgets to choose from. You know, you had, like, Web Bomb, Trip Mine, um, a Concussive Blast. You had a fucking Zero Gravity fucking well. You had, like, so many cool gadgets. Peter's a gadget guy. You know, Peter has the, the uh, agility, spider sense, and super strength. Apparently can lift up to 10 tons, I believe, is what Miles wrote. When you read through the uh, bios. But anyways, Peter Parker's Spider-Man is um, is a much more, I guess you could say, stronger gadget-oriented uh, gadget Spider-Man. But Miles would be more of a, I guess you could say, uh, stealthy Spider-Man that can pack more of a punch with his Venom powers. Peter might have overall brute strength, but the Venom powers definitely give Miles an advantage in terms of being able to electrocute enemies without having to use up another slot on his web shooter, um, where Peter will just have taser webs, but Miles can literally do so much more with Venom powers than Peter's, you know, taser webs could ever do. But ultimately, I gotta say... Um, Miles' story going from not being confident with himself and not even being able to call himself Spider-Man to the end of the game, him calling himself Spider-Man and being confident in himself, that is what I love about his arc. He, and, and there will be spoilers in this review, I should have said that at the beginning, but, um, this is, you know, it's just an amazing, you know, story to see. It's, it's that, here, you know how in Captain Marvel I always talked about how, Captain Marvel kind of just felt like she had her full potential powers from beginning to the end of the movie. You know, she was just OP as shit. In this game, Miles goes from being very down on himself and thinking he's not Spider-Man, thinking he's not good enough, doubting himself a lot in this game and the decisions he makes, even thinks he's making things worse. But by the end of the game, when he fights the Tinkerer, a.k.a. his best friend, Finn, and basically comes to the conclusion that he is Spider-Man and he is confident with himself and he actually does what Spider-Man does and almost sacrifices his own life to stop the Roxxon um, new form. It's not a generator, but 
uh, device that's going to cause an explosion. You know, he almost sacrifices his life to stop that. He did a spider, what Spider-Man would do. He's willing, by the end of the game, to give his life to save Harlem. And that is the amazing thing about his arc is they did what I love to see in superhero movies or video games. Having an actual arc for a character, dealing with struggles, doubting themselves. You know, they get to a low point and then they build their way up to believing in themselves. Captain Marvel was kind of just a snarky bitch the entire time who had like this amnesia of, oh shit, well I lived here once and stuff, but she felt like she was strong already at the beginning. So when she got her quote-unquote Super Saiyan powers at the end, it was like, eh, not really. Like, it, it felt that way the entire way through. With Miles, though, he brought the emotion that I wanted out of him, and it payoffed tremendously. Um, the web swinging. Not really much to say here. Like 2018 Spider-Man, it's flawless, it's fluid. Um, I like how Miles swings and looks very unprofessional doing it. You know, he's obviously learning to be Spider-Man still and doesn't have the web swinging down quite a bit. But he also has his own flair when he does web swinging. Peter and Miles' web swinging are very different. So, I also want to say I'm very happy with the uh, suit Peter gives him. Uh, as your first suit in the game, other than your athletic wear. Um, and essentially, if you don't know what the suit is, in the original Michael Bendis co- uh, uh, graphic novel slash comic uh, of his origin story, this was the first suit that he used. He bought a costume from a store, like a Spider-Man costume that was way too big for him, added some knee pads and elbow pads, and went out fighting crime with a legit Spider-Man costume on from a... A costume shop. So, that was his first costume. And by the end of the comic run, he got his, you know, classic red and black suit. Which he's obviously, you know, stapled to have. Even Peter mentions how Miles' suit is pretty cool. And I will I will admit, I think Miles' suit is a lot cooler than Peter's suit. Um, I don't know why. The black and the red Spider-Man suit I always loved more than... Um, Peter's OG, you know, red, white, and blue. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Peter's suit. It's classic. But I've always had a soft spot for Miles' costume. Miles' costume is just one of my favorites. It's up there with... Like, if I had to rate the suits, it would be the big-time stealth suit, the Miles suit, and then the classic Spider-Man suit. So if I had to, like, rate them in in a three-lane area, that's how how I'd rate them. Now, in the game, you can get quite a few suits... In all honesty, not really a huge fan of many of them. I think they're kind of just too over the top, you know. But the um, Miles Morales Cyberpunk one looks pretty cool. I I do like that one. And I like the Prowler suit. Um, Other than that, or the I think they call it the green and purple suit. But other than that, I just think the suits are kind of weird, you know. I get they're from the comics and stuff. But it's just weird. I'm just not a fan of them. There are a lot of suits in Spider-Man 2018 that I'm not a fan of either. So, you know, that, that's kind of a deep... You know, I, I look at it as a bad thing on both of them. But it doesn't, you know... It doesn't really get me to rate the game bad. Or, the yeah, the game bad because of it. It's just one of those things I just... I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't really like it. But it is what it is. So... Moving on to gameplay. Gameplay is flawless. It's, it's great like it was in 2018. You know, fluid dodging and attacks. Now, one thing I can say about Miles' attacks is you can also tell Miles more of a brawler than Peter. Peter tends to kick his targets a lot. 
Um, rather than punching them, he kicks and uh, and jumps all around them. But yeah, Peter's more of a leg guy. Obviously, with martial arts, um, because Peter basically learns a bunch of forms of martial arts and eventually creates his own uh, martial arts form called the Way of the Spider. And essentially, it's combining a bunch of different martial arts forms, but that pertain or work best with his uh, powers and move sets. So. When you look at Miles, he's literally punching people like as if he's brawling with them in a boxing ring. So, that's a big difference between their two fighting styles. Miles is more, you know, boxing-like as to where Peter's more of a martial artist. But then again, that also comes with, you know, experience and inexperience between the two characters. Um... Miles' Venom Strikes, I think, is one of the funnest additions to this game. It easily makes combat a lot more fun, thinking, do I want to punch this motherfucker across the street and electrocute everybody? Or do I want to ground pound slam everybody around me? Or do I want to, like, lunge at them? Like, there, it's just, it makes it fun. And then, when it comes to fucking, um, you know, Miles gets hurt a lot easier than Peter. Like, if you play through Miles Morales compared to the OG Spider-Man 2018, um you will figure out very quickly that Miles takes more damage than Peter does. So his durability is not as high. Um, however, his uh, camouflage ability makes up for that tremendously because literally your recharge rate isn't that long. And on top of it, if you ever feel like you're going to die, you just, boom, vanish. And you're good. The only time you can't really do that is when you're fighting rocks on enemies with the special goggles. Other than that, though, you can vanish and literally... Go and heal yourself or whatever, or attack your enemies from the shadows quickly so you can get some focus or venom to heal yourself. But yeah, so it's uh it's it's really cool, it's really nice. Um so what is uh my opinions on that gameplay front? Uh, really good, excellent. Um, and the additions are really nice. So story is uh, you know, the character uh for the uh, arc for the main character is good. Gameplay's really good. Like it was in the original, with some nice added-on uh, new mechanics. So where do we go from here? The villain. So there's a few villains in this game. We have Rhino, which is kind of just used as the beginning boss of the game. And also used uh, as a midway boss. And he's just kind of there. He doesn't really have a personal incentive to be there. Um, but when, when we talk about Simon Krieger, Simon Krieger is the head of Roxxon in this game, and he's developed this new energy source called New Form, which can power, like, Harlem and all the other locations they decided to put a New Form reactor for hundreds of years, and on a single charge, mind you, and... The thing is, with that, it makes people sick. And it killed Miles and Finn, Miles' best friend's older brother, called Rick. And this makes Finn enraged. And she tries to shut down the new form reactor in one of their main facilities. Well, that didn't go so well. Rick ended up dying, and she, I believe, got captured or thrown out or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but she became the Tinkerer, which was a nickname given to her 
by her brother. So she joins the underground and gives them weapons that are, it's kind of like Tony Stark's nanotech, but it's not nanotech. And essentially, um, she is trying to destroy the Harlem new form reactor and Krieger makes some adjustments to it, so she will end up blowing up all of Harlem by taking it down. So, Miles is left, and his best friend, Finn, knowing his identity, Miles has to fight the Tinkerer, aka his best friend, to stop the reactor from exploding. And it's an emotional battle because he's fighting his best friend. It's like you fighting your best friend, guy or girl, and, you know, it's really sad to see. Miles ends up this, uh, er, stopping the reactor from exploding, but in turn, he himself is going to explode with all of his venom energy. So, Finn takes him, launches him up into the atmosphere good ways, and he explodes. Miles ends up surviving, but Finn is seemingly dead. We don't know if she's dead, though, but seemingly she's dead. And by the end of the game, Krieger gets arrested. Finn is supposedly dead. Miles has saved Harlem. Peter comes back, and him and Miles are on patrol. And the game ends off with Norman Osborn taking Harry out of his containment with a notable Dr. Connors being present. So Dr. Connors worked for Oscorp. So he will probably end up being a main character in the next game. Harry Osborn will probably end up being the main villain as the Goblin because Norman Osborn talks to him about his disease, you know, rapidly forming and... Um... Like, I don't know if they mean, like, take over him, but his disease is just gonna, like, have the potential to just skyrocket out of control. By releasing him. So that's essentially where we leave off. We're like, okay, we got Dr. Connors, we got Harry coming back, which is cool. We don't know if Venom is going to be in it or not, but we know that Harry's probably most likely going to end up being becoming the Goblin, which is, you know, what it is. Now, this game, if I had to rate it with everything, is a solid 8 out of 10, and here's why. Number one, it's not long enough to be rated a 9, like Spider-Man 2018. I personally believe no game is perfect, so basically the best... You know, a game can score with me as a 9 out of 10. But yeah. The first game's the best. Easily. Easily. Not even a comparison. Um, But this game, for what it was, was a very central um, story to Miles. And like with Peter and Doc Ock, has to literally fight their best friend at the end as the main villain. But Miles... Goes from being the student to being Spider-Man and believing himself. It was a good arc, great gameplay, great story, 
But this story was obviously meant to be very centered around Harlem, around Miles himself, and not really beyond that. And for what they were doing and what they were going for, they absolutely nailed it. So all I got to say, Spider-Man Miles Morales is an 8 out of 10. I recommend the buy. However, I do want to bring this one thing up that I didn't like. So halfway through cutscenes or during cutscenes, there would be characters talking like Uncle Aaron or Miles' mother. And it's supposed to be this emotional conversation and there's this nice music playing in the background. But their voices, there's nothing, there's no voices. It's just their mouths moving and there's no voices. And the mile starts talking and it's just awkward silence. And it's just, oh, it was so bad. So Insomniac, at least on the PlayStation 4 version of the game, which is the one that I'm uh, reviewing. If this is a PlayStation problem for the you know PS4, you need to fix that shit. Because it literally takes you out of the immersion of the game. But... It's very minor. Majority of the time, voices work when they're supposed to. But sometimes the audios do not work in cutscenes or phone calls. So I'm just saying, fix that and you'll have a very polished game. But other than those few things, I would say the game is uh, pretty damn good and worth the buy. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed the review. And I will catch you all in the next 